Desert Island Society. <laughs> oh my god, it's the best time of the year. With the organ again. The See? organ! Why? <laughs> it's that time of year, it's the best time of year. Spooky you should not be in charge us. of the sound. But I have so many cool sounds. Listen. I like I like that one because that sounds exactly like the wolf howl at the beginning of Buffy. Which is weird because there's not a lot of wolves in Buffy. There's just like one. There's a couple. So there's two, and one of them's in one episode. <laughs> She's in more than one episode. Just saying. It's not wrong. <laughs> that one That's stayed. Factually right. <laughs> that You're the wrong one. Anyway, if you hadn't noticed, Xander and I in the Desert Island Society is having a spooky month in honor of Halloween. Yes, the best month of the year, October. It is October right now. Where you are, but not where we are. Close. Uh, yeah, it's almost time. We're here to celebrate. We're going to do all month. We're doing spooky stuff. Yep. Spooky topics. We're going to have some, maybe some spooky guests. We don't know. Yeah. So we just love Halloween. And we thought it would be great to talk about it for not just a day, but for a whole but month. But all month. Because we have so, much, so many things to say about horror movies horror everything, all sorts of spooky topics. But today, we are going to be talking about our top Halloween traditions. <laughs> and I thought this would be a good topic to start with because you can hear about our traditions and maybe incorporate them if you think they're cool. And we'd love to know your traditions because uh, I'm always ready for more Halloween stuff. And what are you guys doing for, for, for Halloween? It's the best time of the year. And if you're one of those people who's like, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. Like, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about you. You need to get your head right. This is the best time of the year. So we're gonna, I want to know what do you do to mark the, the occasion when the leaves change? What records are you listening to? What movies do you have to watch? Like, let's let's talk about it. Yep. So rules for Halloween traditions. We're gonna talk about. We have very. I'm gonna do very broad rules for you. 
Because normally I lean pretty heavy on the buzzer button. I have a new favorite button this month. So <laughs> oh, geez. we're going to be doing a lot of that. So the rules that I'm going with are they have to be like fall traditions that are used for Halloween that mark Halloween for you. Like I don't, yeah. I, they, they should be specifically Halloween traditions, but like there are certain things, at least for me, that are Halloween traditions that, that could sort of go to any ho- fall holiday or just like harvest thing. And I think it's because I grew up in the Midwest. Yeah. Like, so much of this time of the year is is keyed to that. Mm-hmm. So I guess you're gonna go first. So let's I get let's get let's have it. Okay. Well, the first and most important thing I do every Halloween is that starting in August, I go to Target. Yeah, August first. <laughs> almost every week, if not multiple times a week, to troll the Target shelves and watch for them to po- start putting up the Halloween decorations. It is one of my favorite things to do because it's kind of disappointing the first 15 times you do it. 30. But then as they start putting up the stuff, it's so exciting to see what are they going to have this year? What am I going to look at 400 times before I decide to buy it? What, what kind will of- they be out of by yes. the time you decide you want to purchase it? Definitely. And they just it just starts getting me into the spirit because in Missouri, it gets fall like in September, yeah, maybe late August sometimes, depending on the weather. But in LA, it stays warm for so long. Like the summer doesn't start till July and then it goes and through it, yeah. September. And so it's really a fun way to get myself into the spirit before the weather can kind of get to get to, yeah, in, in, to get, get you, you there the because spirit. it never really gets cold or no. like in the way that it did before. Uh, in in the Midwest, I know that for me, as soon as they put the back to school shit up, I'm like, this is too long. Like, where, like, <laughs> fuck back to school. Like, I don't care. And so we will go and watch them, like the the back to school stuff, go from like fully stocked to like uh, starting to dwindle down. And then they like restock it. We're like, oh god damn it! Like I thought we were there. And like we do, we go a lot. Like every two or three days, starting like August 1st, until they put them up. Because for me, like, we, we obviously we go to the Target together and we're, we're doing that. But for me, the, the day that it becomes real, the day that the spooky season like officially starts, it has nothing to do with the decorations or the, or the candy or the costumes or anything. It's not officially Halloween season for me until they have the Halloween Oreos. Oh, yeah. The best kind of Oreo. <laughs> That noise is so loud. Yes. It's it's emphatic and it's good. <laughs> the Halloween Oreos, if you don't know, if you're one of the heathen scum that aren't familiar with them, it's basically a double stuff Oreo. But the cream inside is is orange. So it looks like black and orange is very Halloween themed. And they each have little pumpkin drawings on them. Or like, yeah, like some of them have skeletons or whatever on them. Now, I don't care. People tell me every year, they're like, well, they're the same as regular Oreos. No, they're They're not. not. They taste different. And I think most people who are Oreo connoisseurs know that they do. Also, and this has become something of a catchphrase for me on this show, although I'd never planned it to be, uh, fight me. Like, I'm ready to fight you anytime, anyplace. Halloween Oreos are the best. uh, And you're wrong if you think otherwise. And I don't really eat Oreos except for from whenever the fuck Target gets off their ass with the back to school shit. Yeah, and it's usually what? Early September? Yeah, until I run out in the third or fourth week of November. Although we usually have like a rotting 
stale box that like I keep yeah. in the pantry yeah. just in case. <laughs> As your sort of lifeline. The other thing, of course, that we get at Target that, that I need to have, uh, and we always have a box of all year, is Count Chocula cereal. Yeah. Because you used to be able to get it all year, and I'm I'm mad. Like we've we've moved the chocolate vampire to like a novelty that he's like oh only for the holidays, but for me like we when I was a kid you used to be able to buy it all year and it was just like yeah some things are spooky themed all year and we need to get back to that make yeah. America spooky again make like, America that is a great catchphrase we will be selling buttons with make America <laughs> spooky again uh, tweet at us if you want one one dollar I'll send you one. I would like to start a campaign while we're still in this section, which is please tweet at all major retailers. And this is a serious matter to my heart. As Christmas overtakes the entire nation, the Christmas decorations start coming out earlier and earlier. Now, last year, the Christmas decorations came out before Halloween. October 28th. I took pictures. I'm very upset about this. I don't like that. I think they should at least wait till the day after Halloween. But if if they're going to keep doing that, which I understand they're trying to maximize the purchasing season. Then put the Halloween shit out in July. That's what, that is my campaign. (laughs) They need to start putting out the Halloween things earlier. Middle of August is my suggestion. The back to school. June 1. The back to school stuff doesn't need to be out that long. Like you buy too many notebooks. Well, fuck anyway. your stupid kids. They're gonna fail out of school. Their lives no, are fucking. No, that's not forfeit. what I'm saying. Like, here's what I'm saying. That's that's your half measure, and I appreciate that. If you're a moderate, you do that. If you're a hardcore, passionate partisan, I want you to help me tweet at all of these retailers to abolish Christmas entirely. And we just we we need to move Christmas to a more. That is my true platform. I've been telling people for years. We need to move Christmas to February. Yes. It would make everyone's life so better. Picture this. Yeah. <laughs> there are too many holidays in the fall time because you got your Labor Day celebration, which is fun. I work then, during. Yeah. Well, a lot of people do, but some people celebrate. You got your Labor Day, which is the end of summer. Sad, but exciting for fall. Then you start going back to school. Only a couple months in, you get Halloween. <laughs> candy fun costumes less than a month later you get a nice little break for thanksgiving you get to eat lots of good food i have to work on that too uh yes that's true and you get to eat delicious food and be with your family then less than a month later there's a christmas where you get even more food and presents and family time and and festive things and the thing is i love fall and i want to celebrate it longer and i like christmas and i want to celebrate longer but when they're all mashed up together like that you can't celebrate anything for very long because there's people telling you to buy new crap for the next holiday before you even celebrate the holiday before so we move christmas You'll also spread out that time off that you get if you are lucky enough to get it, unlike some people. Which I am not. But if you're lucky enough to get it, then you get that little break because between January and like May, there's nothing exciting. It's a horrible, horrible winter. Here's what I'm going to say though. Like, uh, and I'm definitely like, I'm going to give a shout out already to the research fairy that's going to have to come in and back up (laughs) the thing that I'm about to say. Like, Christmas. Like the the birth of Jesus, like that's not in December. December, no. like and 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 
the month of December where it is now is not where it was before because the the whole fucking calendar's been jacked up like 15 times. So maybe it is back in the right spot. So <laughs> my point is Halloween is like a harvest thing. Like it's like mm-hmm. that's it's where it is because of where it's supposed to be and I am not going to talk about the Celtic Gaelic name because I don't want to talk to people who use the word fey in casual conversation about anything. So we know when that's supposed... It's, it's tied to this time of year. Christmas isn't tied to the winter. I mean, it is now because we've dumped all this horse shit on it. But it's still winter in February. I think we should move Christmas. Hashtag move Christmas. Let's get this trending, yeah, people. Yeah, let's do it. Move Christmas. We need to defend Thanksgiving. Like, yes. I am all about, like, defend Halloween. But, like, because they're, they're, they're on us now. Like, mm-hmm. they came for Thanksgiving and we said nothing. And now that they're coming for Halloween, like, who's left to come for us? <laughs> but, like... We need to def- like we need to push back because Thanksgiving used to be its own thing and now it's like being completely consumed by Christmas, which is this awful, terrible holiday, and it's ruining to- the two better holidays. Both Christmas or both Thanksgiving and Halloween are better holidays. Halloween is about spooky shit and dressing up cool and giving out candy and like fun aesthetic things. Thanksgiving is about appreciating what the fuck you have and being with the people that you care about and letting them know that you love them. There's no gifts, and I hate gift giving holidays because even though you know me, I You're love a great gift giver. and I you love to love give it. gifts, but it turns everything into this like weird financial transaction, and it's all about like how much money did you spend and like what's you know everybody's all wrapped around what they get, what did you get me, what did I get, and I would much rather have Thanksgiving where it's like why don't we all get together and share a great meal and watch Predator and like it's an amazing time for everybody. I have way more positive Thanksgiving memories. Yeah, lifetime. Also, the pie game at Thanksgiving is way better. You can have pie at Christmas. See, I've always had really good Christmases because my family is, like, very much a Christmas family. However, I think, like, we always had really positive Christmases because it wasn't it wasn't ever a big deal about, like, what people were getting and stuff. And I always really think of Christmas and I think of, like, the gift of the Magi kind of story. Like, that's what Christmas is about to me, which yep. is, like, finding it in your heart to, like, Get the best gift for somebody, no matter if that means, like, sacrificing your own personal happiness or whatever. And the story of um, Scrooge and all that stuff, that's, like, what I think of when I think of Christmas, which is, like, caring about other people and evaluating that sort of thing. But it does seem that that's not the case for most people. No. Well, and, like, I have very positive memories of Christmas. My grandfather really loved Christmas, and, like, it was always a lot of fun. And I love giving gifts. So, like, every year I get really excited when I can buy gifts for my for my family. And it's cool because, like, now I have kind of a reputation. As a great As gift a good giver. gift giver. Which is hard to hold up to. <laughs> but it's fun. You're a great gift giver. My old boss and friend, Carlin, she used to say to me, I need to get, have my husband take lessons from yours. And I'd be like, He's be, he'd be happy to help you. Well, I, was, I love giving gifts. It makes me feel happy. But I need to derail this right now. because Yes, because Christmas is once again overtaking Halloween. Because you have brought it into this. <laughs> and your this is your first warning. <laughs> I am amending the rules of this thing. We are not allowed to mention okay, Christmas no again. Okay, no more Christmas. Okay, well, one of my other favorite Halloween traditions is carving two pumpkins every year because we get one way too early the practice pumpkin it's the practice pumpkin we always try to get a pumpkin super early we figure out what kind of design we want to do on it and then we carve it and we put it out but then it's only like september 13th at that time (laughs) 
Which we haven't gotten our Th- practice pumpkin this yet. This year we we were trying to be better about that. But then it sits outside and it rots. Well, because we used to live outside the city limits, and yeah. so I just let them rot in the fucking porch. Like I don't give a fuck. I don't care. There is no law out here. But it's so fun because carving a pumpkin is just a fun thing to do, unless you have to touch the insides, which yeah, I make I Sandra say, do. I have to do yours. Oh, I hate it. But I love designing the thing, then cutting open the top, then making you touch the guts. And then carving my pumpkin and then putting the light in it and it looks so fun. And it's it's just really fun to like put on a scary movie and sit and carve your pumpkin. And so it's really cool to be able to do it twice. Yeah. Like, and to be able to do it like beforehand and have that like get yourself into the Halloween spirit and then do it really close to Halloween and when you're like getting super excited. Yes. And it's like the day before, two days before and having a brand new fresh pumpkin that looks great. And I mean, like, we're really militant about, like, you have to have real candles. Like, you, we don't do this stupid... No LEDs. LED thing, because you have to light it and you have to leave it out, you know. And it's really important, because it's part of the deal. Otherwise, Sam will come get you. Yeah, he'll stab you in the neck with a <laughs> bit-off lollipop or whatever. I think it's really fun, because we both do kind of two different kinds of pumpkins. One more kind of fun one and creative one. Like, you've done a Batman one a lot. That's yeah. really cool. And then one more super traditional one that's like the Halloween pumpkin. And I love being able to do two types of things. I I always do the super traditional one Mm -hmm. for Halloween. And I don't even use the... For those, I hardly ever use the little tools. I almost always just carve it straight with the knife because I like doing that. Although, last year that was necessitated by the fact that on Halloween we went out (laughs) trying to find the fucking... Carving, carving couldn't totals. find We could not... Because all the Christmas shit was already up. Like, we could not find any of that stuff. Hashtag bring back Halloween. Hashtag move Christmas. Hashtag abolish Christmas. (laughs) No, I don't want to get rid of it. Destroy December. Haven't you ever seen the episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch where she accidentally deletes Christmas from the entire world and it's horrible? That sounds amazing. No, it's bad. You should watch the episode and you would understand that everyone's miserable, everyone's sad. There's like suicides go up. It's a very dark episode in Sabrina. See, and that's ridiculous because, first of all... Bringing back Christmas. You brought up Christmas. But secondly, uh, no, you're defending it. You're defending the invader. So on top of that, like, you know that the statistics back me on this, that the holiday season, specifically the Christmas season, is like the, the highest point for suicides in the whole year. Well, not according to Sabrina. Okay, so research fairy, I'm going to need you to look at the statistics and see if Sabrina the Teenage Witch is right or if real life is right. So here you go. Ugh, it's the research fairy. So guess what? It turns out that the suicides spike during the late spring, early summer, and not in the winter, as is commonly believed. Downside, I was wrong. Upside has nothing to do with Sabrina, and Madeline won't find out about it until the episode airs. So I'm going to spend the next couple of days pretending I'm still right. I feel like this episode's getting dark. Maybe yes. you should tell you about your next tradition. Oh, I don't know. I think we should stick with you. Sure no, you I don't want to talk about it. I want it. you to get all your Christmas shit out now. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore. Fine. So my next one is going to be is the horror movie festivals. Oh, yeah. That's like the, the best. The cable, specifically like the cable TV horror festivals. And we don't really do them because we don't have cable. Because We make our own Netflix hashtag DVD festivals. millennials are killing cable. Um... <laughs> But I love watching like a bunch of horror movies. And we actually have a list of 31 horror movies we're going to try to watch this October. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. Some big ones for you. Some big yeah. ones you've never seen. I have never seen The Exorcist, guys. So, and I yeah. don't know if I should. 
I uh, have to because it's on the list, but now I'm kind of nervous. We're sitting here. I have to set this. <laughs> I have to set the scene for what this looks like. We are sitting in the corner of our apartment, and I'm probably talking too loudly for our neighbors, but I don't care. We are sitting in complete darkness with headphones on. There is a single candelabra that we got for our wedding. There's and, five candles in it. And there's it, five taper candles, black taper candles in it. And they're slowly melting wax down onto the desk. And it's very spooky in here. It's but I love it. It's sweet. It's actually kind of also like a little chilly outside tonight, yeah. which I love. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, so we are going to watch The Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. That's a daytime one for me too, though. Yeah. Like, so when I was a little kid, when this was going on, like it was, I think it was TNT during Halloween, like during the the month of October, they would play a bunch of really awesome, like scary movies, and so I used to watch them. And then, like, I would go to bed at like ten or whatever, and then, and it was mostly like Alfred Hitchcock and stuff that you would, you know, that's scary but not like traumatizing for kids. Mm-hmm. But one night, I somehow stayed up too late or like we had company over my mom didn't tell me to go to bed or whatever but i was like six or seven years old yeah at the absolute oldest i was eight because liam and eleanor were not born yet mm-hmm. so and the exorcist came on oh and gosh. it scared the fuck out of me <laughs> like i did not sleep for like and i don't the thing is i was so young i don't think i really understood what was going on it's so it's it just, just terrifying. it's such a traumatically scary movie and i think like, part of me was really repulsed. Like, I have bad dreams about that movie to this day. Yeah. I will not watch it after dark. Like, it has to be, like, full bright. And how many times in our married life have I been like, let's open the blinds? Never. Okay. Full, we are opening the blinds all the way. Like, I need to be <laughs> able to see the blue sky. <laughs> and it's still scary. Like, yeah. and you know me, I'm all about, like, preserve the atmosphere, set the tone. But, like, this one is too much. Do you think it would... I always wonder this... Because I think most people ended up seeing The Exorcist when they were younger. Do you think that that's part of the reason it is so scary? Or do you think it will still be just as scary as an adult? I think that... And I'm going to go a little bit hyperbolic here. Yeah. Uh, I honestly think that when you watch it, you will see why people thought it was cursed. Sure. Like when it came out in the theaters. Yeah. Like why... Because it, there's something about it and I don't know what it is. And I wish I could tell you. I wish I could point to something and be like, oh... Well, they did this thing and this technique or whatever. Something about it feels fucking real. Yeah. And when she looks at you, like she's looking at the camera, it feels like she's looking at you. Yeah, like through the screen. And when it talks, you feel like it's talking to you. And it Eek. is one of those movies. And I we had this discussion off, off air once where I honestly think some of the poor CGI in the James Wan movies uh-huh. is literally there to break the... Te- like it's there... So that you can put it away. It's like blowing out the ritual candle. Because the exorcist never blows out the ritual candle. It's too real. And it stays with you. And I think a lot of modern horror directors give you that out at the end. They do something a little bit over the top. So that you can like break the spell and be like, that was fun. And now we're out of it. As opposed to the exorcist, which, which really will linger. Yeah. Well, I know my mom and I have always watched a lot of scary movies together. And it was something that we did as a kid. We watched all the Nightmare, or a bunch of the Nightmare movies, because that was one of her favorites. But she said she watched The Exorcist once as a younger person, and never watched it again, because it's the scariest thing she's ever uh, seen in her whole life. The thing is, it, it is, it's traumatic. It really is. I mean, it's a, it's one of the best movies ever made in terms of, like, 
how effective they are at, at telling the story. I have not watched it in several years. I have never watched it by myself mm-hmm. since the first time. I watched it once with, I don't even know. The only time I could, I know I watched it with Dan and and some people one time. And then I watched it with Jackson and, and Dan and Chris again at Jackson's grandma's house at 1.30 p.m. in that room. And you know that room that I'm talking, that, that living room mm-hmm. that has windows on three sides. I mean, it was literally as bright in there as you could get it. Yeah. And I still had nightmares. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how you handle that. Um, it's not going to be pretty, see, because like... My mom said that the scariest movie she's ever seen is Exorcist, and the other one that really scared her a lot was Paranormal Activity. And we saw Paranormal Activity together, and I did not sleep for like 48 hours after that. And I know it's scarier than that. So going off of the fight me thing, again, I'm going to say fight me. Uh, and I'm going to say that a lot when we we do we have an episode specifically <laughs> about scary movies. And I feel like it's going to be a very polarizing episode. Uh, and I'm ready to be, like, if you're one of those people who is like, that movie didn't scare me or whatever. Like, fuck you. Shut up. Like, if it didn't scare you, you either didn't want to be scared. Right. You broke the tension. Or you're Superman and we're all so impressed by how cool you are. <laughs> like, whatever. It's like being like, oh, I didn't cry at Titanic. Like, good for you. You feel nothing. You're a robot. Like, fuck yourself. But Paranormal Activity is a very scary movie. One of the other very scary movies we're going to watch this year is Insidious, which is like my favorite scary movie. But those are flesh wounds to the like guillotine that is like i like i said there's something about it and i again i wish i knew what it was i really do because there's something about it that is traumatic it feels like it's happening to you it feels like it's real so but that's not even the one that i wanted to talk about like we kind of got derailed onto that um Because the big one for me, and anybody who actually knows me knows this already, like the the movie that was always on the AMC Fear Fest every year, Halloween 2. It's like my, I love Halloween 2. And and people always kind of roll their eyes and I'm like, oh, oh, Halloween 2 is my favorite. Why would Halloween 2 be your favorite? Like it's like the quintessential (laughs) shitty sequel. But. It's not shitty though. No, it's not. But it's like, it's so archetypically, archetypically bad. Like, it's not as scary as the first one. The body count's way higher. It's not... The, the production value is not as good. However, the soundtrack, way fucking better. The soundtrack in 2 is so much better. Because they sort of take the the, the admittedly kick-ass soundtrack of the first one and they add some cool synth stuff to yeah. it. AMC didn't have the money to show <laughs> Halloween, Halloween one. 1. Or if they did, the amount of money that it would have cost to get the rights to show Halloween 1, they could get what they did get, which was 2, 4, and 5. Not six, not seven, and eight had just come out. So, like, you wouldn't expect that to be out. So, they they would play two and then four and five. And I love those. They're so bad. Five is almost unwatchably bad. <laughs> That's one we just watched. No, we just we watched, watched four. four. yeah. Um, we just watched four. Five is almost unwatchably bad. But I love them anyway because I grew up sneaking downstairs at 1130 at night to watch them on my, my parents' TV and like taping them, like I had a, we had a VCR and I used to tape them off of AMC and like fast forward through the commercials, watching these like TV edits. And it was not just that; that was the first place that I saw not Frankenstein or Dracula, because again they didn't have the money for those, but like right. the awesome like House of Dracula sequel and like yeah. the Frankenstein's Castle and all of the Universal sequels, like the kind of bad ones. But I grew up loving them because it was the only ones that I had, and I just love spooky stuff. 
Those, that was a good one. And the other one was the AMC Family Channel had one had a thing called 31 Days of Halloween. Yeah. And they would play like Harry Potter. Which at, is not a Halloween at movie. At seven. Well, they showed it at Christmas too. Cause I know. Like, it's not a Christmas movie either. Um, I will I will fight anyone. I will fight you if you tell me that... that I will fight anyone who tells me that Harry Potter is a Christmas movie. Just because a movie has snow does not make it a Christmas movie, just, people. You bring a Christmas back into this, though. You brought it up. Um, but... <laughs> you gotta stop. You, you need to stop. You okay, have got to get it together. Did, what did they show but, So they would play Harry Potter, Potter or, or like Hocus Pocus. Sure. But then at eight, they would be like, fuck the little kid. Like... like <laughs> and they had this show... Hosted by Linda Blair, who was Reagan in The Exorcist. Right. Uh, interesting uh, little bit of commentary, even though that movie happened before he was president. The the possessed by the devil character was named Reagan. <laughs> Just saying, Ronald Reagan was the real devil. The actual <laughs> Lucifer in the flesh. Anyway, they would have like this show that Linda Blair hosted called Scariest Places on Earth. And it was like the first one of those. Like Later, they did all this shit with like ghost hunters. Yeah. And all, it kind of got played out. But they had like this lady and she talked all creepy and she'd be like, this is the house where 15 people were murdered. And... <laughs> and then they would like show spooky fucking footage of that place. And she would like tell all these like really creepy stories and I loved watching that show. And it was stupid, but I loved it. And then MTV would play MTV's Fear, which was not a Halloween thing, but is the fucking coolest show That's so scary. Ever. I would never do that. I would lose immediately. You, I mean, you would start crying in the safe house. Like, yeah, I would. I'd be like, don't make me go. There's an episode of that where they go down, they're in Mexico, and they're at this, like, like sugar plantation, or... I don't remember what it is. It's like a some kind of farming operation. Right. And they, they did it twice, because the first time, nobody did it. Nobody finished. They were like, They no. were like, fuck this place. <laughs> but, like, that was the best setup, because they weren't like, oh, there's, like, some ghosts here, that, that some bad shit happened, and they're kind of fucked up. Like, because they do, like, a prison one where they're like, yeah, this guy, like, a multiple murderer. His ghost is definitely here, which is scary. But, like, it's still a human threat. Like, right. It, but when they did the one in in Mexico, they were like, yeah, there's a shape-shifting devil ghost that lives in these woods that literally will destroy your whole fucking soul. Like, you won't no, just die. Can't. Like, it will torture you for days before it eats your heart and, like, you are banished to the land of wind and ghosts. No, thank you. And I was like, hey, pass. No, thank you. Also, there's something so scary about, like, other, like, an, another culture's monster. Yeah, definitely. Where, like, I understand, like, even if it was like, oh, the, she's possessed by the devil, you're like, okay, well, like, I understand the devil. Like, mm -hmm. I understand. Like, that's scary, but, like, I have a frame of reference. But, like, when they start telling these, these, like, Native American, Native Central American myths, you can see the like ten white people be like, uh, no thanks. What? <laughs> Still, did I say no thanks already? Because I meant to say no thanks. Although I do think we need more movies where like white college students are murdered by vengeful indigenous spirits. I mean, there's been a couple. No, I just think that every just more every month there should be a new one. I think it's cool. <laughs> So that's mine. I love the the horror movie festivals, and we're doing one here, and we're gonna play some good stuff too. We'll put the whole list up on the on the Twitter so that you can see and, and watch along with us. I want to know, tweet at us or like Facebook message us or comment or send us a carrier uh, pigeon. Yeah, a postcard. 
like with what your favorite Halloween movies to watch are, what movies remind you of like, what did you sneak out to watch? I would also like to say to kind of tack on to your thing, which this is not one of my list, but maybe I guess it's like an honorable mention. I would also like to know what episodes of Halloween themed episodes of TV do you love? Because I really love the Buffy Halloween episodes. I think they're really good, fun ones. And then obviously the early Treehouse of Horror episodes of The Simpsons are really good. But I'd love to know other people's like favorite yeah, Halloween episodes of TV. It really was too bad when they started... They stopped doing the Treehouse of Horror as like fun things. And it started being like, here's a movie that came out last here's year. Here's a that parody we're of 27 Hours. However, the, uh, the, the champion of all of those is still... I think it's in the first one where she reads... Or where... He reads The Raven. Yeah. I, mean, I guess it's Lisa who's reading it, but yeah. it's uh, James Earl Jones who does The yeah. Raven. It's awesome. It's so good. So I'm thinking now that we've each done one, should we blow the candles out like slowly no, let it get darker in here when we do that? I don't want to. I don't want to be in the dark. And then I won't be able to read my notes. Also, for the record, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is not a Halloween movie. No, that's also not a Halloween movie. Get fucked. All right, you but got another it's, one. It's, it's more of a Christmas movie. <laughs> You are talking about Christmas again. You brought it up! Anyway, my next... God damn it, woman. <laughs> my next Halloween tradition is I like to go to a festive Halloween space. Now, I wrote a couple down that are some of well, my That favorites. is like the most government... Like, <laughs> the like, festive we Halloween We can't talk... Are you, are you like a haunted house? Do you mean like a pumpkin festival? No, no a festive Halloween space. <laughs> very pc like geez who are you afraid of offending with this well okay because they don't all really fit into the same category because as we've kind of been moving around in the last couple of years we've it's been different every year so i really like to go when we were living back in missouri before we kind of were together i really like to go to eckert's farm which was an apple picking farm and that was really fun and they also had pumpkins but yeah. that's like very harvesty fall fun and it was something that we did and i think most of them are in illinois but some of them are in missouri and they had like goat racing and pig racing and like hay bales and pumpkin cannons and all sorts of crazy midwestern things that was so fun and i love doing that and then a different time when we were in Nebraska, we went to the Harbor... Morton Morton Farms. Arbor yeah. Day Farms. Arbor Day Farms. And that place was really cool and super festive. So, you remember the beginning of Halloween 4? Like, my favorite part of Halloween 4, which is, like, all those spooky decorations. Yeah, like the old school decorations. The, in that, like, weathered, beaten down Midwest setting. So, now it looks kind of nice. But when I was a kid, I don't mean to say that it looked bad, but, like, it looked rustic like that yeah. when I was a kid. So I think that's why I like that part of the movie so much is that there's another place in Roca, Nebraska that my mom used to take me to. And they had a little haunted house that, like, I promise you was no moving parts. Scarecrow whose eyes lit up and, like, a little <laughs> witch doll. But it scared the hell out of me. As a kid. Like, I was so scared. I wouldn't go to One year I wouldn't even go in it. I was so scared. That's funny. And we used to go every year. And then, like, it wasn't until very recently that we, like, didn't go every year. I mean, because yeah. I used to go to Arbor Day Farms, to, to Morton, every year. They have the, the apple cider and the squeeze bottles. It's, like, the best fucking thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Mom, send me some apple cider from Please, from Terry. Morton's. So, also, Shyrock Corn Maze we used to go to. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. And that's, like, a really fun corn maze. And they would have a theme every year. And they would make the corn in like different shapes a couple one year we went it was like about 
the World Series, I think. because yeah, it was a... The Royals and the, and Cardinals, the Cardinals were in it. Or not, maybe in the last round, but like... Whatever, you know, baseball is stupid. Um, but, so they made this whole, like, shape... <laughs> they made this whole shape of Missouri with, like, a Cardinal and, like, a Royals thing. And then, I can't remember what the other one was, the one we went. But the second a, year sucked, like, the design. Like, it was yeah. a fun time, like, we enjoyed it, yeah. but, like, the design was, like, a big empty... Sp- it was, like... <laughs> Well, it was like a square. I feel like it was like the shape of a bear or something. It was something dumb. But it was—it's a huge, and they have little riddles. And uh, that we like, never, <laughs> ever. It's a really difficult corn maze. They have like twelve questions, and you have to go to the place in the corn maze and try to find where the questions are, and then stamp this piece of paper with what you think the answer is. And if you bring all of the stamps back and you have the answers right, because they don't give you the answers, it's just the question they give you then you could win something. But we honestly never found more than 7 out of 12. I don't think we that was the most we've ever found. And, like, there comes a point where I lose my patience with corn mazes and realize it. Because I grew up in Nebraska. You can just walk through corn. Like, you don't have to follow. They tell you not to walk there, but they don't actually put anything to stop you. So Although last year, or the year before last, was one of my favorites because... You put the Halloween 2 soundtrack oh, on your yeah. phone and chased me around the maze. And these people, we ran by them and they were like aghast. Yeah, we inadvertently <laughs> chased some other people around with the Halloween 2 theme. But... It was so much fun. And um, I guess I'd also include that the, the times we've been to Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, and I'd I love, love to bring that more into a tradition. We've only been twice, but I think like now that we live in L.A., and now that we're kind of settled down here, I want to start going every year because it's so much fun. I do. It's such a fun event. I fucking love it. And it's so great. And I I, I read this big long thing, I guess, that like talking about like making it more family friendly and people are really up in arms about it. No. And I'm with that because like, no. Well, Disneyland is super and family And it says friendly. everywhere. Everywhere. All of the signs are like, this is super intense. All of them are based on R-rated movies. Like, yeah. fuck you. Take your kids somewhere else. Can't you take your fucking kids somewhere else? Why does everything in this fucking country have to revolve around your fucking children? You're very heated about this. When you're a mother, when, excuse me, when you're a mother and you have children of your own, you'll understand. It's hard to be a mother. Well, it just doesn't make sense because there is like... You can go to Disneyland, and it's it's a little bit. You more go to hell. It's a it's a little bit more expensive. You but can go it's, to hell. But it is. You can go to Mickey's Halloween party, and that's for kids. And this is not for kids. You know it's free. You can stay okay. home. You could do that too. You shut up. That's what you can do. Not you. Then. You maybe need to pull down the hostile lever a little bit. No, we keep it in full bore. It is not possible for me to calm down about this. But anyway, it Halloween Horror Nights is super fun. It it's is like it. stepping into your favorite horror movies and experiencing them in real life. Like it's like being on the set. The Poltergeist one was one so yeah, freaking dude, terrifying. Lit. That like, was scary as fuck. The Stranger Things one was cool, but not as scary. There was just there were so many fun ones. The the Purge one was so it was really scary. good, and I didn't expect anything. No, from it. they just do such a good job, and like. We're gonna have to look up some more haunts out here. Well, so I want I've been toying around with the idea of going to Not Scary Farm. I have not I've been trying to talk to people about it who've been because Knott's Knott's Berry Farm is what it's called. Knott's Berry Farm is, you know, a attraction place and they turn it into Not Scary Farm in 
the Halloween months. And it's actually the original attraction place that started doing these haunted houses in this way. So, like, they're the first place, like, like a Six Flags, like an amusement park, like anything that did started doing this. Yeah. And so I've heard really good things about it, that they're, like, kind of the original and that they do some stuff really well. And they have some of, like, the longest running scare actors and stuff. So yeah, I feel like that might be worth looking yeah, into. Yeah, we should check it out. Um, I don't know how much the tickets are, but... I just really love doing it. It's so fun and it feels so festive. And it's the perfect amount of scary because you're really scared and you get that adrenaline boost. But I'm close to you and close to other people. And then you're laughing and you're having fun with people. And you're also like, when we went a couple years ago to the one in Orlando, um, the Halloween 2 maze was... Halloween 2, obviously, your favorite Yeah, I was super stoked on that. We weren't even scared the second time we went through. Because we were just like in pure wonder of how much details they got right how in the in the scene you felt and how good all the actors were at getting close to you but never touching you at like judging your reaction and seriously if you like anything scary i go. would just go, go make a trip around it maybe you can't do it this year but try to do it next year of like go to the one in orlando or or, or come out here man stay we... with us we'll go with you it's so much it's fun. a blast it's so much fun sort of Pivoting off of half of that because like you did, that was kind of an all-encompassing piece. Yeah, it was a very broad. Uh, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to. Like, I do want to find like another haunted house, like a, a, a traditional one. When I grew up, where I grew up in Lincoln, the radio stations did them. Yeah. And then you know, like Columbia had the sucky ones from Suckville. <laughs> here's the thing. I you know, here's another fucking I moment said- for me. And I have lists, and we're running out of time, and I'm gonna come at it anyway. Cut the shit with the fucking spooky clown with the knife. Like, it's played out. It's stupid. All right? I also think the chainsaws are played out. The chainsaw is different. I'm going to give you that because, like, that's classic. Okay. In a way that the spooky clown isn't. Like, <laughs> the chainsaw thing is because... Maybe it's because of where I grew up. Mm-hmm. You know, coming from the Midwest and going to the ones that happened out in the woods or out in the, in the boonies, you know, in the farmland... You believed that somebody could come at you with a chainsaw because they were everywhere. So, sure. like, it, it fit. It was something that, like, was scary because it's an actual thing that could happen to you. It just, like, I wouldn't begrudge somebody having a knife in one of those scenes because the idea is, like, that's a weapon or, like, a gun or whatever. Like, that's part of the scene. But, like, the 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 killer, serial killer clown, he's a clown that kills people. It's like, yeah, okay, whatever. That's stupid. You're stupid. Let's cut. Let it go. It was a just barely okay idea one time <laughs> like just stop it's stupid it's never been good it, it's never been good but pivoting off the other side of it of the other side of the thing you said because you were talking about sort of like harvest festivals and harvest traditions mm-hmm. one of my favorite halloween traditions is like the apple cider and pumpkin pie thing and i understand that like there are people who think that pumpkin pie is like strictly a thanksgiving thing but no it's not to me, I'm I'm officially mandating that it's not. Yeah. So you're wrong if you, if you think st- that well, pumpkin listen, pie is just a Halloween thing, or just a Thanksgiving thing. You're wrong. You start doing the pumpkin spice lattes in November in in September. September and like also fight me if you go at <laughs> if you complain about people being excited about like these yeah, fall flavors. Just let people enjoy like go their fuck stuff. yourself. Because this is this. I also have this on my list what you're saying so we can just talk about food in general but i was saying pumpkin things and fall food always gets me really excited because i just think there's i love the taste of pumpkin and i love apple and cinnamon and sugar and there's 
the smells and the taste really just bring you back to being a kid and and having those things around Halloween and yep. just being excited that it was like fall with the leaves and the food and the cider and the it's well, just so fun. I kind of don't think my mom likes pumpkin pie. Like really? I have this sense that she doesn't really like it, but she always made it for me when I was a little boy. And it's like I've always loved Halloween. It's like always been a thing for me. Um, and I had these really vivid, wonderful memories of like having pumpkin pie and apple cider. And like again, it's that fresh apple cider that you get in Nebraska, where it's like they yeah. pressed this this morning. Mm-hmm. And it's it makes me sort of feel connected to that part of my lineage, and I think maybe that's part of part of it for me is that I come from farm country and farm people, and so like the harvest time has like a special meaning to those people, whether they know why or whether I knew why or not. That because that was the you know the bounty, and and later of course you know you have food all year, but there was yeah. a time when it was really only good then. Well, I think there is a reason that, like, why so many, like, classic horror films take place in the sort of Midwestern areas. Like, you know, Halloween takes place in Illinois, and it's... Pasadena. (laughs) Literally in Pasadena. Illinois as (laughs) as imagined by Pasadena. But because there's something about the Midwest that is just, that does, that's like the epitome of fall. Like, when you think of fall, you think of those changing trees and those kind of like tree-lined streets and the kind of chill in the air and the sort of friendly neighborhoods where everyone just like leaves their doors open and lets people go from side you know from house to house and i think that there's something really magical about that i love it and it's my favorite time of the year and it's not just that i'm a you know kind of a spooky dude like i've always loved halloween it's always been my favorite thing uh, the traditions and the and the culture and everything that comes out is it's so fun to me. Yeah. Well, I did make a list while we're still talking about food of the pumpkin things I like. Oh, here now, we go. These are some of the pumpkin things I like. Pumpkin electricity. <laughs> pumpkin muffins. Pumpkin coffee. Pumpkin spice coffee. <laughs> pumpkin pecan. I love pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin cheesecake. I love pumpkin gnocchi with some sage butter sauce on it. I love the pumpkin and squash Trader Joe's autumnal Alfredo. It's amazing. Go pick it up right now. It is very not bad for you for an Alfredo. I love pumpkin donuts. I love pumpkin waffles. I love pumpkin pancakes with and without chocolate chips, with and without I love pumpkin everything. I'm also a big believer in pumpkin pie, which I don't know if that made you. I said pie. Um, And cheesecake. Oh, yeah. Dude. And a pumpkin brownie bar. Oh, yeah. My mom made for my birthday almost every year this pumpkin chocolate cheesecake. It's like my favorite fucking thing in the world. (laughs) Because it is also like black and orange. Like It is on point both in taste and in being uh, aesthetically very pleasing. And shout out to my grandma for making the best pumpkin bread ever. Church. Her pumpkin bread is so good. I'm gonna give her a bell. (laughs) So do you have one more? Yes. Okay. So my last one is one that is very unique to where I grew up, I guess. And my one of my favorite things... Stop! Do not put your hand near the wrong button! Stop it! Put your hands on your behind your back. 
Okay. One of my favorite Halloween traditions is when you have to tell a joke to trick or treat and get your candy. Do not press it with your nose! <laughs> anyway, I didn't find out this was a St. Louis thing till I was like 22. And in St. Louis, if you're not familiar with this... Um, Good for you. <laughs> maybe it's in a... I think it's just St. Louis because they don't even do it in Columbia, right? In St. Louis, you don't just go up to a door and say trick or treat. You are supposed to prepare a joke, and then when you go up and you say trick-or-treat, and then they ask you if you have a joke, and then you tell them their joke. Now, you may be wondering, what joke did I tell? And I told lots of jokes, but the last joke I told, the last time I was trick-or-treating, was as follows. What is a teenager's favorite fruit? What? Well, I'm going to give the listeners just a second if they want to call it out they think they might know the answer i don't want to spoil it if i just want to give them a little time to think about it okay oh my god so here's the here's the joke again what is a teenager's favorite fruit you're really enjoying this aren't you dates (laughs) anyway that was the last the last time I went trick-or-treating, I think I was, like, 16. Because my brothers are a lot younger than me. And so I still went with them a lot. But um, I told that joke. And it got some laughs. Mostly laughs of, like, pity, I think. <laughs> but I can't I, even I, muster that. I do think it's just a really fun thing to do. I think it adds a layer of fun to trick-or-treating. And, like, to be like, oh, have a little kids think of those little cute jokes. Yeah. And have older kids kind of do something a little bit more and i think it it adds a little bit more to like the give and take of not just like hey give me candy stupid it's like oh like you're it's just kind of fun and i think it's it's just like a good natured thing and um i think it's nice sort of pivoting off of that the last one that i have is giving out the candy yeah i love that and i I was thinking about it today and it, it occurred to me that like there's really no other time ever where you ring the doorbell of all of your neighbors and and see everybody in your neighborhood like there are people in the neighborhoods that I grew up in as a kid that that was the only time I ever saw them. Right, like you never saw them the rest of the year. And I think maybe that's part of why I like it is that it makes you feel like you're part of a community. And I think that we all live in such little boxes and we're so isolated from each other. Yeah. That to me, that part of it was really beautiful that you were like all part of a community and everybody kind of watched out for each other. And then, you know, white people got scared because that's all white people do. That's all we do (laughs) is get scared and fucking destroy things for other people. And so we decided we couldn't let our kids out of our sight. And now they do these fucking trunk or treat things, even though... Yeah, I think that's kind of sad. The statistics do not play out the fear-mongering at all. We live in an apartment building, and I put out... We put out candy, full candy last year, in Mm -hmm. a cauldron outside of our door... Because we, were, we weren't, act, unfortunately, we weren't going to be here. We were going to a concert. Yeah, we were going out to celebrate and, and be festive in costume, I might add. But we always leave out candy, and I think it's really great. And if anybody knocks on our door this year, there'll be candy for them. And I'm yep. going gonna, gonna to have candy. I'll probably put some outside just in case somebody doesn't want to knock on the door. Yeah. I think Halloween is really great. And I think that it's a great way to be a part of a community, and it's a great time to share with your neighbors and like when we were living in Columbia because I worked at a convenience store we got full like I had real ring pops and real Kit Kat bars and we were like 
But we were ready, and only like five kids. But that kid, our that, door. that little girl came. We gave him like three Snickers as a bars. princess, and we were like, "Here, had like twelve ring pops." Like, <laughs> I got you, kid. Like, thank you for living it, for doing it. And so I really love that part of it, and I love giving out the candy. And we always, ever since I was a you know a teenager when I was too old to do it, we would give out candy and watch scary movies. Yeah, it's really fun. And. I watched, like, all the Hellraiser movies once in my mom's living room, which is not a place. So, like, that's probably not appropriate for, like, little kids that are walking up watching dudes get ripped apart. But also, no. get real, little kid. Like, your parents are Republicans. They want this to happen to real people. So, like... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> your mommy and daddy are bad people. I, I, think that's a, I think that's one of the best parts of Halloween. You know what we have not done yet, which is we haven't figured out what we're doing on Halloween yet. No, we haven't. You haven't committed to a costume No, yet. I have. I just haven't bought the stuff yet. But we can't tell them. We don't want it to be spoiled. Oh, yeah. We'll tweet out the picture of us being refused. I also, uh, we have several stuffed animals in our house, and I dress them all for Halloween. He uh, does a good job. So this year, last year we had, he, one of them was a Punisher. One of the, we had, our hedgehog was a 11, 11 from Stranger Things. Uh, one of our sharks was a Wookiee. Yep. So this year we got we have Spider Man. I'm doing a Spider Man. I'm doing a pirate. I'm looking forward to it. I I have a lot of fun dressing them up. So. Yeah. I feel like have you seen those pictures of those people that have like the giant T Rex in their front yard and they like dress it for every season? Yeah. If we ever had a yard, that's what I think our yard would be like. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, like we have a neon ghost sign that is specifically a Halloween decoration that has been up since the day we moved into this apartment. Yeah. Our our entire apartment's pretty if you Halloween. Look directly behind us. There are several skulls and a, a beautiful portrait of Miss Elsa Lancaster as the Bride of Frankenstein above she our is mantle. Beautiful. We actually, well, you know, Halloween's always important to me for for another reason. What? Which is, you know, we got married on that day. I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah, that was a good day. Very romantic. <laughs> I love you. I love you too. So we will be back next week. We are doing some other spooky shit. What are we doing? I don't remember. Oh, uh, <laughs> didn't uh, write it down. <laughs> didn't write it down. Wait, can we pause and I'll go get yeah, it? Pause. Okay. Next week we are doing our top horror sequels. Sequels. Now, many people might think that a sequel is not good, but there are a lot of good horror sequels out there, and we're gonna talk about them. So we'll see you next week. Yo, I gotta before I before I send you off. Look, when you do the when you rate us on the iTunes, man, you gotta you can't just click the stars; it doesn't count. Gotta write something. You gotta write something. Click submit. Come on, help me out here. How many times have I helped you? Probably not any, but please write in the review. Xander is a handsome man. Or some bullshit. Like I said, I'll write you a poem, a Halloween poem, or draw you a Halloween picture, or send you one of our fancy buttons. Yeah. You gotta get on this. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Yeah. And leaving a review and a rating really helps us a lot. Maybe other people would like to listen. Yeah, come on. I want to become an amateur mattress salesman. We can't do that without these ratings. Without your help. Help me quit my job as a professional book salesman and get a job as an amateur mattress salesman. I can talk about bullshit. Anyway, we'll see you next week. Stay spooky, everybody.
Ha, 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 ha.